Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of the word. Oh, praise God. I'm excited today. Get to preach. Get to preach to y'all. I'm so thankful to be here. It's always so good to see so many friends. I don't want to get myself in trouble, start naming names, but I, uh, I was telling somebody earlier, I always forget how many of my good friends go to this church. I do want to give honor to Bishop Ellis and your pastor. Thank you guys for being my friends and being a blessing to me, praying for me. I appreciate appreciate you very, very much. Psalm 34, verse 1. won't be here long, but it says, I will bless the Lord sometimes. His praise. Oh, that's not right? Let me read it again. I will bless the Lord on years when there's no coronavirus. Huh. That's not what it says either, right? No? I will bless the Lord when I feel like it. Hmm. Doesn't say that either. I will bless the Lord when my fancy gets tickled just just the right way. I'll bless the Lord when my spouse is acting right. No, it doesn't say that either. I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, I wish I had a preaching church in this place. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Somebody all throw up your hands all over the house and just thank the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. I've got to be good this morning because i got to sing tonight. And uh, this is the second one. I did okay after the first one. I did a little bit of singing during the altar call just to make sure I was okay. I was like, okay, we're good. But uh, I've got to sing a whole concert tonight, and I want to do good for y'all. So if I get too excited, I need y'all to just stand up and just wave me down, and I'll know what you mean. Settle down, Brother Crowder. you got to sing yet, okay? Is that all right? Somebody shout amen. amen. Trials, by definition, are difficult. I know you feel the reality of your trial is unique to you, but my brother and my sister, you are not alone. The path that you are walking has been trod before. The questions you are fending off in desperation within your mind are not the first time they've been fielded by another of the human race. Even our Savior, as described by Paul in Hebrews 4 and verse 15, was equivocally, unequivocally able to sympathize with our weaknesses as he was tempted in all points, like as we are, yet without sin. The voice of our enemy that gets in your head, trying to focus your attention on the trial instead of the triumphant one. On the issue instead of the issue solver. The problem instead of the problem fixer. It's that voice that your faith must squash. There must be something inside of you that says like David, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed 
begging bread. My friend, I want you to know that we live in a world that is bent on robbing you of your faith. It is a diabolical scheme to ensure that every bit of confidence in God is eroded away by your circumstances instead of what you know from the word of God. But I've come with a mandate today from the Lord to let somebody know that God is still true and make every other man a liar. I'm more confident in who he is today than I have ever been. I'm more confident today in what he said than I have ever been. I am more confident in the word of God and its ability to carry me through every trial and every situation than I have ever been. At this point, I've got corn in the crib. I've got evidence on the resume that God is faithful and he is sure and his promises never end. My friend, you don't have to worry about if God's going to be there for you. He's already promised it and he has shown it to be true. The only thing that remains to be seen is if you're going to have enough confidence in him to let him fulfill his promises. Are you going to exit early or are you going to stand upon the rock of God? Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. We get so wrapped up in the discussions of the day. All of us are good people. There's not a single person in here that lives under malicious motivation and with a desire to hurt people. I don't see a single person like that in here today. Don't look at your husband or your wife. (laughs) There's not a single person in here that lives their life with that perspective. But yet you let the discussions of the day cloud your mind and your spirit and you live under a state of worry and frustration and fear. And God's saying, I wonder if there's anybody here today that wants to stand flat-footed upon the word. I wonder if there's any saint of God That wants to resist the waves of the age. I still remember an old Bible story from when I was in Sunday school. I love this Bible story. Some of y'all thinking, oh, he's about to talk about David. No, I'm not. Jesus was in the boat. And he was asleep at the moment. And they were trying to cross over to the other side. And the waves were lapping. And they were getting scared. Oh, they forgot Jesus was in the boat. They forgot the person that created the waves that they were so scared of spoke them into existence. And when Jesus woke up, he said, peace be still. And those waves had to cease. Nothing happened to that boat. There was no frustration. There was no worry. He didn't hesitate. There was nothing about his approach that said, I'm worried about the circumstances. I'm fearful of what's about to happen. Maybe this might not work. He just stood up, pointed his finger out and said, peace be still. And the waves had to cease. The clouds had to part and the sun had to come out. I'm telling you right now, when we stand flat footed upon the word of God, God has to 
fulfill his promises. I know that the waves are getting high. I know that it's getting a little bit rough. I know that the social pressure is beginning to increase. But I wonder if there's anybody that wants to stand flat-footed in the middle of the situation and wants to begin to quote the scripture, that wants to begin to stand upon the word of God, that wants to begin to use the sword that God gave you and say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Even when the waves of this world come come against you, even when your enemies want to talk about you, you can stand and say, in the midst of my enemies, though they will come and eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though when hosts would encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. There needs to be about 10 people right now to stand up and throw your hands up in the air and declare what thus saith the Lord. It's not according to your knowledge. It's not according to your feeling. It's according to the word. You know what our problem is? We've built a faith on support. We've built a faith that's built with support systems. It's okay and it's easy to believe that God is real. When every time I have a situation or a symptom, I can have confidence that I've got a doctor in my insurance that can help me. It's okay to believe that every time I have a situation come up that I've got enough money in the bank to take care of me and my kids. It's a whole lot easier to have faith when I believe that all I have to do is just come to a church service on Sunday morning, wave my hand and just cry out hallelujah every 30 seconds. But when I actually have to depend upon God and every other support system is ripped from me then God sits there and looks back at us and says, is your faith real? Do you really believe who I say that I am or are you just going to sit there and, 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 and rest on a fake faith oh no brothers and sisters I've come here today to tell you that he is real he is the same God yesterday today and forever and that his promises are sure I don't I don't want to be in a situation where I'm allowing my circumstances to dictate to me. I'm going to dictate to my circumstances. Just like Jesus dictated to the waves, dictated to that situation. I'm going to dictate to my circumstances. We talk a lot about, you know, mass and and other regulations and other things to help protect us and those things are good I am not uh, I'm not here to talk down about that sort of thing what I am here to say is I don't want to address this situation because I'm abiding by directions and I'm abiding by uh, uh, government ordinances and God didn't give me the Holy Ghost to act like a rebel and to run around and do whatever I want to do but the Holy Ghost gave me the, the, the Lord gave me the Holy Ghost so that I wouldn't allow this to muzzle my praise. I wouldn't allow this to muzzle my voice. 
I wouldn't allow this to deter me from being who he's called me to be. I've walked into this world to make him famous. I've walked into this world, and but I'm not of this world so that I can lift up his name, so that I can give him praise, so that I can see his promises fulfilled in my life. And we have to make that decision each and every day because this world wants us to abandon those ideas. It wants us to abandon his promises. But I am telling you that he is still sure. His arm is not short. He still hears. He still fulfills his promises. He still goes all the way to support us in the name of Jesus. And we don't have to worry about it. Why don't you just lift up your hands and thank the Lord right now for that. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. And declare it in Jesus' name. Oh God, I give you praise. I give you glory and honor. The truth is your trial is nothing but a setup. The reality God has set before you will in turn be the vehicle that is going to define his glory in your life. Deuteronomy 31 finds Moses bidding farewell to the people of Israel for fear of their propensity to walk away from the things of God. He calls them together to encourage them, especially concerning the wars with Canaan in which they were now to engage. They had obvious concerns as it was their hope Moses would intercede for them as he did in Exodus 17 and verse 10. Hands uplifted, casting his shadow over the battlefield. However, as Moses says in verse 2, he can no longer go out and come in it wasn't due to the lack of physical ability as Deuteronomy 24 and 7 says expressly says his eyes were not dimmed and his natural force not abated but this was by divine mandate for the Lord said to Moses thou shalt not go over this Jordan Moses continues on saying that the Lord would go before Israel. He affirms that the Lord will destroy these nations the same way he did the king of the Amorites. He says the Lord will give them up right in front of them. And then when we come to verse 6 where Moses says, Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God he it is that doth go with thee he will not fail thee nor forsake thee some of you may feel God has removed the support system that you've depended on in past trials to get you through you may see the bleakness of your situation and contemplate jumping ship I'd encourage you not to listen to the voice of depression I'd encourage you not to listen to the voice of the devourer I'd encourage you not to listen to the voice of the politician but that would say God is trying to intentionally make it harder for you but understand that he will not fail you And he will not forsake you. He will go before you and prove himself to be all that you need. The Holy Ghost just keeps drawing me back to this particular, to this particular thought. 
We're sitting in a situation and the clouds are coming in and the waves are coming in and we aren't using the weapons uh, that he's given us. It's time for us not to try and analyze our way out of situations. It's time not to use our human intellect, but it's time to use the word of God. It's time to use the testimonies that he has given us to propel our way through the trial. It's time to use the word to our advantage. I I don't want to, uh, I don't want to contact my neighbor and talk about my circumstances. I don't want to start a group chat and just begin to mull over my circumstance. But it's time to activate the scripture. It's time to activate my testimony. You know, we used to have testimony service in church. Some of y'all can't handle testimony service. I've got a few horror stories myself. I'm sure there's a few of you that have a few horror stories. Bishop Ellis, I'm sure you have a few horror stories from uh, testimony service. And I'm not going to start naming examples because I'll get myself in trouble this morning. But the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. The Holy Ghost is here right now. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. I wonder what would happen if we didn't simply discuss our problems, but we began to regurgitate the miracles and the promises of God that have shown themselves in our lives. Instead of starting a group chat on Monday morning about how pastor's sermon was, what if we started a group chat about the things that God has done? What if we started a group chat about the things that God is going to perform? What if we started texting our neighbor about what God, who God is and how great he is and and how awesome he is and start filling our thoughts with the promises of God? Hallelujah, Jesus. Nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God. I'd be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way. The Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I know you feel alone. I know you feel like you've been abandoned, but the Bible says that God knows your longitude and latitude. He knows exactly where you are. He knows your specific GPS location. And if you will surrender to him, he will take care of you. Somebody needs to clap your hands and lift up your voice to him right now. I want you to turn somebody and tell them God knows exactly where you are. Point to somebody else and say, God knows exactly where you are. He will not leave you nor forsake you. He has brought you here not to leave you, but to see you fulfilled. Paul says in Romans 8 and 28, and we know. And we know. He didn't say we feel. He didn't say my neighbor said this. He didn't say the news station said that. He said, we know. 
that means he got in this word and he found out what the promises of God were and he began to remember what this said when the trials got too tough when everything seemed like it was turning its back on what God had promised he got in the word and we know that all things work together all things the good things and the bad things the up times and the low times all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose by his grace not your merit you can know that all things will work together for the good not because they are good but because God is good and he is working it out it's up to him not to me it's up to his ability not my ideas there is no reason to fear there is no reason to fret there is no reason to doubt because he is fighting for us he will bring us out he has declared our future before the end my hope isn't built on a politician my hope isn't built on these circumstances my hope isn't built on these props that I have created in my life but my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and his righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus name I love those old songs on Christ's solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand all of the ground is sinking sand somebody lift up your hand and sing that on Christ's solid rock I stand all of the ground is sinking sand all of the ground is sinking sand. Oh, somebody clap your hands and thank the Lord. Oh, Jesus. In our text, we find David. He is a lover of God, a lover of the things of God. Called and anointed to be the next king of Israel, yet running for his life. Running for his life from Saul. That just tells me even though you've been anointed, it doesn't preclude trouble to touch your life. I know you've been blessed. I know you've been called. I know the Holy Ghost is upon you. I know that you've had a word. I know that you've been up here and pastors laid his hands on you. And you know that the Holy Ghost is upon your life. I know that you've given yourself and your commitment to the things of God. And you find yourself living in a world that has turned itself upside down. But I want you to know that you are part of a remnant that lives according to a different set of rules. Praise God. I, I was I, After the first service, I walked out here and there's a, 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 an older lady that came up to me and just told me that she had been through COVID and that she came out the other side and she was everything was all great and hunky-dory. And I just said, I lift up my hands. I said, hey, that's a testimony. Oh, man, we need to rely on our testimony. Some of us has put some good testimonies back in the box. We've stopped talking about them. We said, oh, that doesn't apply right now. It absolutely applies right now. Some of your coworkers are going through all kind of trouble and stress. It's time for you to release that testimony. It's time for you to start instant messaging about your testimony. You know what God did for me? He brought me out. You know what the Lord did for my marriage that was on the rocks and about to break? He put it back together. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he changed that crazy person's attitude. I don't know how he turned around my wife or my husband and stopped acting like an idiot. But somehow they became beautiful people all 
overnight. But I've got a testimony in my life. Somebody needs to stand up and wave at me and say, hey, I've got a testimony today. Oh, there's too few people standing up right now. I need some testimonies in the house. If you've got a testimony, yeah, yeah. You want to stand up to your feet and wave right now if you've got a testimony. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I've been brought out. Uh, there's some cancer survivors in the building. I've got a testimony. Uh, there's some marriages that have been saved in the building. You want to lift up your hand and say, I've got a testimony. Any coronavirus survivors, no, don't raise your hand. I don't want to scare the people next to you. But you've got a testimony. You've got something to rejoice about. You've got something to talk about. We can't allow this to muzzle us. We can't allow this to keep us from praising the Lord. Some of us, we, we used to be some of the loudest worshipers in this church. But when we walk in here now, it's just a matter of just function and, 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 and just repetition. It's time to release our voice of testimony. When you begin to sing a song with a worship team, that's a testimony. I'm testifying along with them that God is good. Uh. Testifying that he is worthy. I'm I'm gaining, I'm gaining confidence. The Bible talks about our mutual faith coming into agreement in our faith in one accord. We have to get the way we do that is we lift up our voice, we lift up our hands in unity, and we testify to who God is. I don't want to allow the circumstances of my current situation to keep me from testifying of who God is, but I have surrendered myself to Him and I live according to your rules, oh God. I live according to your rules not my rules somebody clap your hands unto the Lord you may be seated I'm coming to a close here Mm. just raise your hands and just worship the Lord for a moment hallelujah Jesus It's time to reactivate that testimony. It's time to reactivate that testimony for somebody else and for yourself. It's time to lift up that praise unto him. In our text we find David. He is a lover of God, a lover of the things of God. Called and anointed to be the next king of Israel, yet running for his life from Saul. In 1 Samuel 21 and 10, we find him fleeing Achish, the king of Gath. The name Gath means wine press. A Jewish wine press consisted of two receptacles of vats placed at different elevations. The upper vat contained the fruit where it was trotted and bruised. The juice or must would then flow to the lower vat where it collected the Bible says that when David departed from Gath, he escaped to the cave of Adullam. The name Adullam means their testimony or ornament. I'm telling you right now, you may feel like you are going through oppressing. 
You may feel bruised, shaken up, mistreated, talked about, scorned. But if you can hold on, you're going to come out with a testimony. I know we've come here and all of us have our various things. And I believe that the Lord has a word for us today. I felt a very clear direction this morning that there are some people that God has a very distinct and clear miracle for you today. And his spirit is going to give you a clear witness today. Some of you guys are going to feel that as soon as we pray. But there is going to be those that have a, a Holy Spirit witness in yourself that will clearly show you that God has done it. There are others of you that you're going through a trial right now. You're going through a pressing. You're going through a situation in your life. And God's not going to take you out of it. But his grace is sufficient. Sometimes we forget about that. His grace is sufficient. There's something so comforting about the word. His grace is sufficient. And he's going to take you through. And then there is other, others of you that have a miracle that God is going to do for you today. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.